Last time on Wonderful. The interesting thing, which is I think what he's trying to get us to figure out, this map updates in on its ba- own. Yeah. Uh, a man breaks through the tree line and seemingly accidentally runs into you. P- please help us. They've, whoa, 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 they've got buddy. us. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa easy, uh, easy. You took a t- we took a nasty tumble there. Who are they? <sighs> Knowles. Oh. oh. We got to save his men now because yeah. they're going to get eaten. It's hyena men. They're going to eat them because that's what hyena men do. Six gnolls oh. come oh. in yep. from the wood, followed by four more Krishantel men. Boy. Is this about to be a TPK right now? <laughs> An arrow whizzes out of the wood and strikes one of the Krishantel men right at the base of the spine. Gather our men and get them to medical. Where I'm pretty sure our king would be incredibly grateful for all you've done for, you know, sticking your neck out for our men. You all believe that cities like this were only a thing you read in books. Gentlemen, this is our king. Oh, please, Pharrell. There are no kingdoms in yonder. My name is Otto Thandor, and this is Dahlia. Welcome to our home. After the last episode, the three of you entered into Thandor, or were led into Thandor, and King Otto uh, welcomed you with open arms, and you all uh, were welcomed as guests. Uh, They threw feasts for you, they Mm -hmm. uh, set you up with nice housing, and uh, the three of you were just kind of uh, enjoying the big city life. The sex in the city music starts playing. Exactly. It's just like that. (laughs) There's going to be tons of sex in this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm walking on the city streets and a car drives by and splashes my dress just before my big meeting. Oh, I hate when that happens. So it, it's it's been a few days. Y'all have just been. I mean, y'all have had such a crazy la- like week that y'all mm-hmm. have honestly earned a bit of rest. So um, a few days into your stay here in Thandor, you Bon are invited mm-hmm. by the king to a private dinner. Um, oh shit! Really? Yeah, and uh, I mean, you—you've uh, spent some time around the king. He—they uh, uh, call him the king, but the king has insisted. Like, I don't see myself as a king. King, kind mm-hmm. of—he—he he tries to not put himself on this pedestal, even though he is building a castle for himself. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's literally building the pedestal and stepping on for it. sure. But he—I mean, he tries to—he—he he likes to keep an air of accessibility if you will <laughs> he's the uh, king of the people <laughs> <laughs> he's the people's king <laughs> he's the pe- <laughs> democratically elected oh man not a monarchy he wasn't born into this they voted for him. <laughs> exactly you're invited to a private dinner and when you arrive into the dining hall that you've been in many times um oh. you see the table is set for three people uh oh, shit. and all uh you enter in the room and uh, King Otto stands and greets you. He says, 
Hello, Bon. Welcome. Uh, I, I'm so glad you were able to join me. Uh, I I have quite the treat for you. Uh, I, I do believe. Oh, won't, won't you won't you sit with me? Yeah, uh, sure. Sure. I, I don't know if I'm underdressed. This is like a little private thing. Oh no, no, no. You're. You, it's quite all right. Uh, and he uh, pours you some wine. I assume Bon drinks. I mean. Yeah, on occasion, sure. Yeah, sure. some wine. Give it you know, little, it's hmm. yeah. He he's one of those guys who like does the little swirlies with the glass. Like mm. he knows what he's doing with the wine. He's, yeah, he's got more wine knowledge than I do. So uh, he pours you some wine, and just to set the scene, you're set on one side of the table. Across from you is an empty placemat, and at the left of you is the king. Uh, the king sitting at the head of the table. Uh, do you, do you have anything you want to say to the king, or are you just sitting there awkwardly I, I waiting for him to say something? <laughs> oh no, I just well, so so. What's this all about? Uh, this seems a little intimate for uh, some of our other gatherings, don't you? Don't you think you? Uh, what is this? He's <laughs> a little. He's a little flustered. I feel like he's like, is this king? Taking me on a dinner date? No, no, no. Uh, d- uh, don't don't be bothered. I, I just uh, I I wanted to uh, invite you here because uh, and he's interrupted by the uh, big the large double doors that lead into this hall being uh, swung open. Uh, swung sounds violent. That's not necessarily true. They're just like pulled open. And Otto uh, stands up. He says, "What timing?" He stands up and stretches out both hands in the stranger's direction and says. Welcome, Aria. Two armed men, followed by a finely dressed, ornately jeweled person, enter into the hall. Um, and Aria, who you assume to be the uh, well-dressed person, uh, bows slightly at you and uh, King Otto before sitting at the table. Um, I think I give a bow back, and I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. What um, do they look? What do they look like? Who? What am I? I just because. Yeah. So jewelry. Uh, you actually can assume not to assume this person's identity or anything but they're uh dressed in fine robes and nice jewelry and they have a light blue skin similar to your own uh so you kind of i mean you've never met another genasi genasi are somewhat of a rarer race i don't know that i don't know what bond would know about like the goings-on of the world i mean i've kind of more been or we've kind of collectively been setting up that the three of you have not like explored the world a ton uh you've mostly stayed to your part of yonder off to the west so i mean i think he's probably shocked seeing yeah. another Genasi, like not in like a bad way or anything he's just like there are more of me out there kind of situation do you say that or like, is that just in your head no, I think he's just kind of like dumbfounded looking. Like it's maybe like could come off as like a wow, this person's hot, but more in his head, he's <laughs> just like this person is me essentially. Like not quite exactly to the like detail of like yeah. So Aria sits down at the table and uh, nobody quite says anything. Aria, was it? Uh, I know this seems a bit forward, but we, you, you're an air genasi, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, Aria, uh, kind of slyly smiles and, uh, tilts uh, their head down and, uh, Mm -hmm. King Otto, you, you look up, you notice King Otto's kind of like, uh, a little giddy in his seat. He, he chimes in. He's like, oh, this is, this is so exciting. 
I've always uh, <laughs> I've always wanted Thandor to be a place for people to come together. And now look, two Janasi in my town. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> I, I, I he's not he's clearly trying not to be offensive or anything. And I no, don't know that he would a, come he's off. He's an ally. He, he's an ally. Yeah, I, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that it would come off as offensive. But he's like he clearly knows as well that um, Janasi are few and far between and are mm-hmm. uh, somewhat uh, not revered, but like uh, b- through their rarity, he's just excited to. Um, get to know it's an it's an it's a new occurrence it's like yes. something that's like it's like a celebrity but not a celebrity situation yes. you know uh so he he kind of collects himself and he says anyway i i'm i'm gonna leave you two alone to talk uh i just i, I just <laughs> was so excited to uh get to meet both of you and uh if you need anything give me a ring uh, and he uh gets up from the table and uh as he says gives me a ring he uh uh, rings at a little bell <laughs> beside the door he's walking through <laughs> and he walks out uh, uh, Aria looks at you and says well uh, uh, sorry I need to get a voice for Aria I guess yeah yeah um looks at you and says well uh this this may be a little weird but Otto mentioned there was another Erginasi around and well I just had to see it uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I'd heard nothing of you up until this very moment. This is, this. I have so many questions, but I also don't want to overwhelm you. you oh know. no, that's that's you, quite all right. Where do you hail from? Where are we from? I guess what are like. Well, wow. <laughs> well, well, uh, I, I, I come from up north. I, I've known Otto for quite a while, actually. Uh, we. Uh, we met around the time he was starting Thandor, um, and I, I was sort of, I, I'm sort of uh, a nomadic person. I like to uh, see the world and meet people, and uh, I met Otto, and uh, I mean, I was passing by, or passing through town, I should say, and he said that there was another Genasi, and I, I figured, why not meet a, a fellow kindred spirit, if you will? Of course, and you say no. Is there, uh, is there like a, a a haven for Genasi, maybe, or some sort of city of people like us, or something? I know nothing of the world other than my two brothers who <laughs> are comedically absent, and uh, yeah, I I've never I've never even seen someone like me. So this is all just very well. You know, uh, believe it or not, through my travels, I've only met. Maybe one other Genasi? Uh, mm. I mean, the the circumstances of our existence are a bit more, well, mystic? I, 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 don't, I don't mean to uh, bloviate or anything, but... Uh, no, I, I get it. We, I, there's a connection between us and the elements and... There's, that says something enough. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I mean, I guess we I shouldn't assume. Yeah. Every Genasi knows our origins. <laughs> well, for, for sure. Uh, I mean, we we do have a, a sort of connection that a lot of the other people of this world seem to lack. Um, legend has it that we uh, are descendants of Jin, which are, uh, I mean. 
basically like mystical genies. <laughs> no, oh, I, mean, I to, think I've read a children's book about that. A boy finds a lamp. Yeah, I mean, oh yes, some questionable things. And there's uh, there's a parrot. And uh, wait, yeah, is Iago a, a parrot? Snake. I think he's a parrot, which is so strange. To that be doesn't make desert. a whole lot of sense. Yeah, a tropical bird is in the desert. Maybe he's not a parrot. I don't know. <laughs> he's a desert. Parrot. I've never he's read this book. Seen this town. Ad- it was called Al Adin. Al Adin. <laughs> bon, uh, I, 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 this is such a uh, unique experience getting to meet another Air Genasi. Might I ask? What would you say? I'm just curious how your connection to the elements or the planes or like I, I'm I'm just curious to hear a little about your experience and to see if it differs from any of uh, any of mine. Like, do, do you have do you feel like you have a strong like connection? Is it more of a spiritual thing or is it? Does it manifest in some sort of physical way? I am a cleric of of the element of air and storms and things, but I don't I don't know that it's a faith or a spiritual thing. It's just it's almost like a like a calling. I've I don't I've think had, a spiritual uh, spirituality has to be tied to some sort of faith. I don't think. Fair, fair. I mean, I just I've always had an affinity for hearing what the wind had to say. I suppose is the best way I could put it. Not quite that it speaks with words, but in situations in which I need help, I'm able to draw from the element because of my connection. But I, I know very little. When I was born or gained consciousness, I guess, I floated into a small village. No idea where I'd come from or how I got there, I just knew I was there, and I wandered for a bit, and then I found a, a family that wasn't Genasi, but, you know, like, I just know who I am. I don't know what I am, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, they, they chuckle because, uh, Bon, I, I, I'm just so curious if this is a universal experience for our kind <laughs> You know, I, I mean, to only, I mean, this is such a small sample size being two, uh, but I, like, I mean, the same can be said for me. I mean, through my experience, I feel like I was just here one day. I mm-hmm. Yes. I never got to meet whatever birthed or created me. Are we born? I I, I mean, that's, I that, guess. that's been the that's the million dollar question. I guess you could say. <laughs> do G, I, do gin have vaginas? I don't. I don't. I, <laughs> are they just you know a rogue sneeze and like a cloud gets caught in it and then that goes blowing down and then hey, I'm here. Yeah, just a little snot baby. I don't know. It, it's very fascinating. I I've read some books and I know that there are others that aren't air like we are, mm-hmm. but I've never seen them in person. Uh, and that's why it's so, I think that's the biggest question. Why is it so mysterious? Why, why are we so hidden away from each other? This feels right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you're feeling it, not necessarily like a that way. Like it wasn't like a setup thing from the King. Like, I don't know you that well, but I feel as though there's a kindredness here that is just natural. It just, 
and we both have the same questions and i'm sure there mm-hmm. are others out there like us with these same questions mm. it, it, it's it's Very- it's funny because like i mean for all we know we could be related not to say that all Genasi or related or anything like that, but but is a breeze any different from a hurricane or a storm? Yeah, it's, you know, it's all the same wind. <laughs> our existence is manifested differently than, say, man or elf. It feels like there's a bit of a a connection, be it physical or metaphysical, between us. I I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think is. I don't know. I feel like we could ponder this between the two of us who know nothing, but we have a king at our disposal, and I'm more than <laughs> sure there's a library or some sort of yeah. some sort of research place that we could maybe find more information if you care to join me. And he sure kind of gives a smile. That sounds great. He runs. He just and like sends a little gust of wind and ding ding. Jings, so chimes the bell. So we're gonna do a uh, impromptu scene. I hadn't planned this, but I like it. Um, so the uh, two of you are led by King Otto to uh, his, his I mean, not private library, but he's uh, accumulated tons of works and books and scrolls and all sorts of things. Um, and he finds a, uh, a book and he pulls it out and he's like, oh, I've, I've read this many times. Uh, I... And he opens it up and uh, uh, pages through it, and he uh, he says, "So from uh, from what I've read, and this is all. I mean, I, it's not infallible. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is just record of uh, uh, people's personal experience and such." And he says, um, f- "Basically, it seems like in the days of old, uh, your people, while not much more plentiful." Uh, were more or less uh, feared uh, or even like in some instances hunted not not hunted as in like an animal but more as in like like witch hunts if that makes sense oh. would that exist in this sort of world let's say yes um, <laughs> <laughs> but like it's these people because we're like genasis are kind of like the bridge between elements and mm-hmm. man yeah. So, like, I get that to study and see how yes. that works. So, it, be fearful of these. He yeah. basically explains that your people were feared for being so different and for existing in a way that doesn't make a lot of logical sense. Because, mm-hmm. like, you are like an embodiment of an element and a and a, like and a soul. Like, it doesn't yeah, for yeah. for lesser not lesser lesser uh, minds i will say that was just generally scary and you know and right. this is this isn't i mean as far as you know i guess this isn't mm. a thing anymore this is an old book talking about times mm. long a long time ago you know mm-hmm. um are there yeah. any record in there of maybe like a a past time where there was like a a gathering or like a a place that they sort of like that was their safe haven before things kind of hit the fan. Ba- uh, basically, from record, Genasi tend to uh, not congregate. I don't know uh, why that might be. Genasi tend to um, sort of uh, exist on their own, and they not not on their own, uh, but 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 rather they sort of um, 
integrate into the civilization and their societies that they are left in. Um, there, there's records of uh, Genasi being dropped into nomadic uh, trading uh, groups and just make that their home and just incorporate themselves Traveling into that. Constantly. And then there are other records of uh, Genasi dropping into mining villages and just adopting this way of life. It seems as if your people are very um, adaptable, let's say. Mm. Your people are just willing to uh, play the hand they're dealt, if you will. Uh, Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I uh, hmm, this is a lot to take in. Yeah. I, I'd never know that about my people. Hmm. Thank you, King. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad I was able to... Uh, introduce the two of you and uh i mean more or less i guess teach you about your people it feels weird to say that i mean (laughs) it it, you know it feels a little uh inappropriate of me to assert but 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 for the two of us it's as good as any leads we already had so yeah it's a step in the right direction i feel i don't think it was overstepping a bound i didn't know there was a bound to step over (laughs) well fair i guess (laughs) carveth you have uh you've come out of the last few uh adventures and battles pretty unpleased with your performance um which i say only from re-listening you know it it seems like you've been just not something's not clicking yeah uh would you say that that's somewhat true oh definitely yeah i mean i've written down the acolyte of the tide took you down pretty handily Mm -hmm. and need we not (laughs) need we mention the close call with the knolls oh for sure (laughs) yeah you have at the top of uh your list of priorities a visit to thandor's monastery to you know just reflect and try to maybe, you know, learn something or figure something mm-hmm. out. Uh, maybe someone there can help you figure out what's off. Um, when you arrive uh, at Thandor's Monastery, uh, which I have in quotes, it's called M-N-S-T-R-Y oh. Monastery, but it's like hip. Oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs> uh, you're surprised at what you see. Uh, th- uh, the cash back in Mordell is what I believe you and Kyle have called your monastery slash school mm-hmm. uh, back home cash. Mm-hmm. Y'all can never remember what the acronym meant, but no, that's what remember. it is. I don't remember. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember if y'all ever even told me, <laughs> but um, the cash back in Mordell taught a single tradition, uh, the way of the open hand here. However, you see, uh, you see signs and classrooms, advertising traditions. You didn't really know existed. Uh, you see way of Kensei, long death, mercy, shadow, etc. And it's almost overwhelming. And as you stand in the main hall of monastery, almost in a trance, uh, pondering everything uh, you're being forced to take in all at once, uh, you're tapped on the shoulder. Um, and the uh, person uh, says, uh, excuse me, uh, I'm sorry to bother you. Uh, and you turn and you see a tall and slender Soriel. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, mm. Soriel are 
hum- a humanoid race descended from dinosaur-like creatures. Oh, that's that's sick. I'm not gonna lie. I never I'd never heard of this race. Me but either. I was just looking through races and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Um I love it. Uh yeah, basically picture a dragonborn, but dino, not Draco. Mm, um, ah, yes. Malfoy? And they are yeah. <laughs> and it's a, a finhead sorial, so picture like uh what are the dinosaurs? Uh, from the Lamb Before Time, what's the one? Oh, um, uh, God, Ducky is that one of them? Oh, Ducky. Was that his name? Wait. Yeah, I think so. They have a very sweet and welcoming face. They're an older, uh, an older Sorial. Um, they say, uh, my, my my name is Bloom. Uh, I'm I'm sorry if this is too forward, but it's not every day I run into another Tiefling, let let alone a Tiefling monk. Ah, Bloom. It is nice to meet you. My name is Carveth. Um, yes, I haven't met too many tieflings before. Just, uh, just the one, just, uh, my mentor. Um, that's the only tiefling I've ever met before. R- really? Uh, my, my partner, well, my old partner was a tiefling monk. Uh, she was incredible, but we went our separate ways years ago. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Was it, uh, was it a mutual understanding of you guys splitting up? I, I mean... More or less, it was we we just disagreed on too many things. They were mm-hmm. uh, she she was a bit too closed off. She was so beholden to this one ideal. Uh, she believed monks should only study one tradition and didn't see the the possibility in exploring other other ways of thinking. She was locked into the way of the open hand, which is a good tradition. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a good one. But there's so much else to learn. Well, that's actually pretty interesting because, you know, I I practice way of the open hand. And, you know, oh. that's all my mentor ever taught me. So, um, you know, I've been looking at this little uh, billboard here and. I, I didn't even know all of these, you know, different traditions existed. That That's interesting. I mean, I, I can say from experience, like, you and I come from, let's say, uh, a, a limited people. There's not, you know, mm. there's elves and humans everywhere around here, but you don't see a lot of uh, dinosaur people or, you know... What the fuck is Demon a dinosaur? people running. Well, the, well fair. You know what? <laughs> uh, what... What what was your uh, men- mentor's name, if you don't mind me asking? I just... Uh, well, um, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen her, but uh, she unfortunately uh, passed away. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. A long time ago. But uh, my, my mentor and my teacher, her name was uh, uh, Master Yomi. No shit, huh? Uh, do do you know Master so, Yomi? So Yomi kicked the bucket, eh? That's yeah, I hate to hear it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what the odds of this are, but Yomi was my my partner here. Oh. Well, not here, not here in Thandor. Thandor hasn't been around all that long, but mm. we uh we went our separate ways a while back. I found my way here, and she. Ran off out west. I, I I hate to hear that she has passed on. I'm 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 sorry. I I I did not know that that was your partner. I guess 
I mean, that seems like we should have gotten that a lot sooner, but uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I don't know how many yeah. uh, female tiefling monks there are running around yeah. yonder, but yeah, that is that is fair. But uh, yes, I mean, you know, she was a great mentor, but you know, you know, I've I've really been struggling. You know, uh, like I said, you know, I've only learned way of the open hand, and you know. To be blunt, I've gotten my ass kicked several times uh, over the past couple of weeks, um, and uh, I'm fucking tired of it, you know. So yeah, that's why I'm here. Well, I mean, we, you know, we we all have our preferences, and there's uh, more than one way to skin a goblin, uh, so so to say, so to speak. But um, you know, I I feel like maybe we should, you know. Uh, do a little let, let's do a little talking and maybe we can see if something else uh, suits you a little better okay um yeah that would that would sound great and i mean you know to to work with someone that you know my mentor you know worked with forever ago i mean you know this would be an honor and i would i would love to learn from you you and Bloom spend the next uh, couple of days training, and you ended up deciding mm-hmm. to uh, go with the Way of the Shadow. Um, yes. And you spend this week training in the Way of the Shadow and uh, learning what all that can do for you and uh, what what all that means. So uh, we have you and Bloom uh, in the dojo, in the monastery. Mm-hmm. Um, B- Bloom is talking to you, and y'all are... Uh, today y'all are just reminiscing about uh, master yomi mm-hmm. bloom was like man we were an incredible team i i'd cast darkness and with her devil's sight and my blind fighting we were unstoppable and we it, it, it was <laughs> it's it's honestly a shame that we uh couldn't make make things work but i mean such if- is life that's just the way things go you know you know, I've I've been meaning to ask you. I mean, I know you said you guys parted ways, and I just wanted to ask, what uh, happened to you guys? Like, why, why the split? Well, I mean, we we were uh, we were good friends for a while, and you know we we fought a number of battles together, but eventually our differences just drove a wedge between us, and I. I once we started to get older and we wanted to uh, take to training people, we just couldn't agree. She she believed that she should only teach way of the open hand. Mm. And while like I, as you know, like I'm I also use way of shadow, but I believe that there's so much benefit in teaching the other traditions. There's mm-hmm. so much uh, like that. Our people being monk being monks. Mm-hmm. Our people could just benefit from having all of this opportunity, you know? That's, you know, that's very interesting because it sounds like you have a goal. And, you know, me and my brothers, we have, you know, you know, goals and we have an idea of what we're doing. But, you know, I don't feel I have, I don't feel like I have a path, you know, when it comes to being a monk i feel like i feel very stuck and i feel like i'm stagnating and i want to learn more and i want to i want to learn everything that i can you know 
I, I want to know more, you know, about my teacher. I, I, I came to peace with our passing. You know, I, I, I try not to bring up old emotions, but, you know, sometimes I just wonder. She was very secretive, and I just wonder what her past was like. She was incredible. I mean, she, um, she, I mean, I mean, she was pretty one dimensional. I mean, she mm-hmm. fought and she uh, did everything she did with conviction. I mean, ultimately that's what drove us apart, mm-hmm. but she, I mean, you, you can't falter. She, Believed what she believed, and she uh, she fought for it, you know? That is, you know, that is pretty admirable. Okay, so, uh, Jeremy, to uh, tell you basically what I am have told or will tell the other guys, depending on uh, when this is being recorded, um, basically... Uh, We're leaving off or jumping in from where we left off in the last episode where the three of you just entered into Thandor and were greeted by King Otto and uh, his right hand, Dahlia. Um, The three of you were welcomed with open arms. Uh, Y'all were were treated very well to um, feasts and parties. And this place is just good times. And the city honestly is a bit of a hub it seems, which, like I said, you just never believed was a thing in this world. Um, and y'all decide, since y'all have had such a crazy, uh, you know, week, mm-hmm. uh, to spend some time here and uh, get a little uh, rest. I mean, <laughs> y'all have just been going uh, physically and emotionally. Uh, so you and I discussed a little bit about, uh, what your character would want to do with this time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, to get right into it, uh, basically Alandi finds himself fascinated by this city. The, uh, this city is home to people of all sorts of backgrounds, races, and classes, all living together. And, uh, you spend your, your free time wandering the streets one day, uh, while you're, you know, just observing the uh, people and the sights uh you pass a particularly dark and dirty alleyway uh, and something catches your eye uh the side wall at the edge of an alley is covered top to bottom with flyers uh but that's not the interesting part reading the negative space you recognize a symbol it's thieves camp uh you recognize uh more precisely uh you recognize the symbol for haven so I assume you want to investigate <laughs> this. Oh, heck yes, baby. Uh, why, why don't you uh, roll me an investigation check? Okay. Uh, uh, with advantage, I should say. Well, the first roll is a nat 20. Okay, never mind. Pretend I didn't say that. So you are... I feel you, like you, that was a waste. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you shoot up to attention and you immediately walk down this alleyway and with ease, uh, I mean, the thieves can't definitely helps, but you find a hidden door in this mm-hmm. alleyway that has stairs that lead downward. Do you? I go, go downstairs, go baby. I'm <laughs> yeah, walking. I, I'm, I'm not strutting to... down like I own the place, man. Yeah. Uh, so you enter into this building and walk down a stairway. As you venture further and further down, 
You start to hear a noise grow louder and louder, and finally when you reach the end of these stairs, you enter into what appears to be some sort of underground tavern. Above the bar you see a large sign with what you assume to be the name of the place, The Underworld. That's a good good tavern name. So, uh, oh, just wait. Uh, (laughs) So, (laughs) here in the underworld, uh, you see a number of people, probably like uh, five five to six other patrons. You see a female dark elf bartender uh, tending the bar, if you will. Uh, And you see what appears to be an orc bouncer. I have an important question. So, we haven't Uh clarified this or not. I'm... I'm a half, I'm a half drow, which is dark elf. So I'm a half dark mm-hmm. elf. Have I seen other dark elves before? Or is this the first time that I've actually seen a dark elf? Um, I, I think it's not unreasonable that you might not have seen like one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I mean, I don't necessarily, unless you disagree. I mean, it's your character. I don't think it's like, the craziest thing. I don't uh-huh. think you're like, oh my god. But uh-huh. I, I do believe that there might would be some sort of like, oh, I, I want to go speak to that person, you yeah. know. Uh, and just to clarify, is the orc like bouncer? He's just hanging out around, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's like checking the door. He's he seems like he's there in case yeah. things get out of hand. Yeah. In case one of the patrons, you know, get a little too riled up. I got you. Yeah. All right. Alande is gonna walk up to the dark elf uh bartender then and uh just like oh, fucking pulling out a Londy voice <laughs> remember it's, boston dracula yeah. <laughs> so how how's you doing this fine evening ma'am madam uh i'm fine uh how are you <laughs> sorry sorry that was just a kind of weird greeting, I guess. I tried to I tried to be all clever and fancy. What's up? <laughs> Hi, can I get you something? Uh, I'll take a drink, but I'm more interested in uh, information if uh, you have it. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, what what can I help you with? So, I have not met too many of uh. Ken, and yeah. I was wondering if you had heard of anyone, you know, who has uh, a tattoo or a marking like this. And then I'm going to draw the uh, that birthmark I have. Yeah. Uh, I actually wanted to ask you this the other day. Is your birthmark... Uh, visible or do your clothes hide it? No, it's hidden because it would be okay. it's like on the back yeah. of my right shoulder blade. So like I could easily show it, but yeah, usually most shirts are going to cover it up. So you draw, you're going to draw it for her then? Yeah. Alright, so um she takes a look at it and she's like, oh uh I can't say that I've seen anything like this before. I, at least it's not to my knowledge, anything, you know, dark elf related, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, I guess it could be, just not not that I know of. Uh, wh- what's your name? Uh, name's Alandi. What about you? Sorry, uh, I'm my name. Very rude of me <laughs> not to ask. 
You guys don't like to ask names. It's okay. Uh, my my name is Dundai. It's it's nice to meet you, Alandi. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry. I wish I could be of more help. It it is nice to see you, though. We don't, we, yeah, we don't get a lot of our uh, of our kind around here. So it's uh, it's nice nice to meet you. Where are you coming in from? Uh, I'm coming in from uh, a little town, Mordell. It's across the forest. I. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. We didn't hear this town, but uh, here it is. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I've not gone m- much farther uh, west than here in Thandor. I, I'm from the east myself. Um, well, I guess I'm, you know, from the underworld, as you know. But I've been here for a little while, I suppose. Well, then maybe. And I, as I said, I apologize for earlier. I'm. I know very little of our customs i was often you know so i am just a curious person when it comes to that so i apologize for putting you on the spot like that uh no you're okay so one of the tables uh off to the side mm-hmm. with two dwarves uh one of them starting to uh get a little rowdy he's an older gray kind of ragged dwarf man and uh you you're startled and your attention is shifted over to him when you hear him slam his hands on the table and he's like yelling mm. at his uh his friend and he's yelling it's it's coming back the baron yonder is growing are you blind he's shouting at another dwarf but he stands up and he starts to shout at the room open your eyes people uh and uh dundai whistles over at the large dwarf in the uh sorry the large orc man in the corner who walks over to the dwarf and escorts him out of the tavern. Uh, and as he does, uh, Dundai says, Thanks, Kai. Um, Alandi, wh- you know what? Why-, why, don't I- why don't I show you around? Let's, let's get out of here. The uh, two of you uh, walk out of the tavern, and she takes you through this interesting, pretty elaborate system of what seems to be tunnels, uh, from what you can tell, uh, well, I mean, she will tell you this as well, but from what you can tell, you're underneath the city right now. Yeah, I assumed, because um, I was wondering, because you didn't, I'm assuming we're not just going back up. This tavern is no, just kind correct. of like an entry point into this whole place. Yes. So, uh, Elandi, this is, well, this is the underworld. I, this is my, my tavern I started, and me and some of my friends who've moved on to other things, we basically created this system of tunnels to get around uh, around Thandor and, you know, explore and keep an eye on things. Uh, you see she points out different tunnels with stairs that lead up to different areas. You see signs where one tunnel leads up to the market, uh, one leads to the, uh, the royal palace, and you see, like, the, there's tunnels leading all over um, all over Thandor. And uh, she says to you, yeah, uh, this is actually modeled. I-, I modeled this whole thing after the underworld. Um, I mean, I mean, you probably know all about that, right? No, I, mean, it's- I, I, I only know that's where I come from in theory. I couldn't even point you to the closest entrance. Oh, there's, there's no. Uh, <laughs> we're we're pretty far from the nearest entrance, as far as I know. I mean, like I said, I came to the surface uh, back out east. I mean, this is basically what it is. It's just a system of tunnels deep in the ground that uh, our people have used for, oh, I don't know, centuries or a millennia. I don't know how old 
our people are. I, I just, it, it felt like home to create something like this in my new home, you know? No, if, if I'm being quite honest, uh, this is unbelievably impressive. I mean, oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know how to say this other than you just don't, you don't seem, you don't seem like you've seen enough years to accomplish such an impressive feat as this. Oh, stop. <laughs> you know us elves, we, we age gracefully. So basically for Jeremy, for you, the underworld is what our what Yonder's version of the Underdark is, as you gathered, okay. obviously. I need a little clarification. So I was I thought you were saying that there is like an underworld underworld, but then also she kind of made her own little mini underworld just under this city. Yeah, so but it's not connected to the actual underworld. No, correct. Okay. What she's telling you is Mm-hmm. The underworld, the greater yeah. underworld, is this world's version of what you and I know as the Underdark, where dark elves make their home. She okay. created this tavern and this tunnel okay. system modeled after the underworld. Um, I mean, she's, I mean, she didn't, didn't tell you, I guess. She's a rogue herself and like uh, wanted to have a sort of system to be able to move around the city quickly and unseen if she needed Okay. Um, and is it one of those things where it's like, is it designed to be easily navigated by rogues, but kind of like a labyrinth for non-rogues kind of thing? Or is it just actually pretty straightforward? Or is it like mall signs? Yeah, it's mostly straightforward, but it is very big. Like, it's impressively okay. big and deep mm-hmm. how how vastly this was built. So it's not necessarily a maze in the sense that, like, if someone found their way down there... Like, if they could find signs that tell them, like, oh, this is leading to this. But they could get lost with how big it is. It's a maze as um, in, like, it's a big city maze. Yeah, like, exactly. And also, I mean, I picture, like, the entrances throughout the city are, like, those club entrances where you have to go into a phone booth mm-hmm. and then it goes down. Like, it's not something you're necessarily <laughs> going to just stumble to into. Like Superman, like, or Batman, like, go down a pole. Like... <laughs> Yes, basically. I was picturing, uh, what is it, the cat in the hat? Whenever they, yeah. Um, so do you have any questions uh, for Dundai other than I have uh, a question for asked? you, just to clarify. Is she claiming she made all of this? Uh, no, she said that she and a few of her friends who've moved on okay. out of Thandor built this uh, together. Okay, but she's still like, I've just accidentally met like, the boss of the underworld here. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't... She didn't, like, make it sound like a ring of people. Like, okay. I, I think I she more... I w- more wanted her to come off as, like, she owns the tavern and, like, she had a hand in building the place. Okay. It's not like an organization that she okay. is the leader of or anything. People if are free to use this should they know how to find it. It's kind of how okay. I pictured it like like the symbol haven mm-hmm. i picture means like if you can read this you can find safe haven here okay and then i'm not sure if it would be ready to role play this or not but i'd be curious as to why so it's hidden with thieves can't which mm-hmm. implies to me that there is something to hide about it like once you're in it you can be free but like are is illegal stuff going on here is it just something where it's hidden just to minimize people going down there like is it a secret kind of thing where it's like 
Uh, well, yeah. Uh, so you ask her all that. Yeah. And she says, um, well, I, I mean, I, I would be foolish to assume that there wasn't illegal stuff going on down here. Uh, but I, we more created it with the intention of just creating a place that was disconnected from the hustle and bustle of the city and to uh, make our way through without, I mean, we hit it really just so that everyone wasn't using this tunnel system, you know? Um, it, we didn't have any sort of nefarious intentions, but I mean, it is fair to assume that people will take advantage of anything if they're given the opportunity. I really appreciate you taking your time out to kind of give me the tour here. I, I'd, I'm, I'm really trying to, you came from the East. That's actually where me and my compatriots are headed. Uh, is there any kind of uh, we, as I said, we, we've barely ventured outside of our small little town. So I was wondering, you know, is there anything, there's not like a giant mountain-sized dragon in the East that we need to go around or anything <laughs> like that, right? No, uh, I mean, obviously you're going to find your challenges just making your way through, you know, the, the wilds, if you will. I mean, uh, but there's no sort of like, big boss battle dragon that's going to stand in between you and uh, your goal. You might run into roving bands of goblins or thieves or I, I, I can't say. So that not you... particularly more dangerous than any other path. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily. Uh, I mean, I don't want to tell you this and then you run <laughs> into something. I mean, I, I can't know for sure, but there's not like, Oh, make sure you avoid the Swamp of Poison Dragon Swords, or... <laughs> That's further that, north, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just stay out of the Poison Dragon Sword Swamp up to the north, and you should be okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And, hey, while, while I'm in town, uh, if your bouncer isn't around or you just need extra hand, I'll be happy to help. You've been kind to me. I want to spread that generosity back to you. Well, I appreciate it. You're welcome at my tavern anytime. All right. And then I'm going to fuck off. <laughs> oh, also, I forgot to say, I don't know if I'm going to actually put it into the episodes, but I named all of the little storylines I'm doing with you guys. Um, that storyline was titled Underworld, starring Milandi Jovovich. You know, because Mila Jovovich. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. everybody it's me tyler DeSoto, your dm i just thought i'd step in here for a moment to let you all know a few things first i want to thank landon gray for writing our theme music we love it and landon has some awesome stuff that you could check out on his instagram at create underscore lag that's cree the number eight underscore lag i also want to thank jayla jones for all of our artwork she did an awesome job with not only our album art but also designing each of the guy's characters you can see that on our Instagram, and you can find more of Jayla's work on her Instagram, at Jones or on her portfolio site, jaylajones.squarespace.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at WonderfulPod, and if you tweet using the hashtag WonderfulPod, then we may use your name in the show, whether it be naming a character after you or something like that. If you have any items that you'd like to suggest for me to sell to the players, then you can send them to our email at wonderfulpod at gmail.com. They can be funny, serious, or whatever you think would be interesting.
Also, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. That's one of the best things that you can do to help us grow. The other is obviously to share. If you're enjoying the show, tell your friends, your D&D group, your mom, the pizza guy, whoever feels right. Anyway, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our nonsense. Let's get back to the show. Basically, the way Wave Shadow works is you can now, which I don't remember what you got for Way of the Open Hand, so we need to make sure we remember mm-hmm. that you don't have that, any, or you won't have that going forward. Yeah, I um, could uh, switch it over really quick. Cool. Uh, basically, you will have, um, you'll still have your key points, but you can mm-hmm. choose to use two key points to duplicate the effects of Darkness, Dark Vision, Pass Without Trace, or Silence, and you gain the cantrip Minor Illusion. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then at different levels, you'll gain more abilities. You've been training under Bloom for about a week now. Mm-hmm. Uh, training and hanging out. The two of you have been getting along mm-hmm. swimmingly. Um, but today, whenever you show up to Monastery, the lights are all dim. Um, I mean, you have dark vision, so that's not yeah. a big deal. <laughs> but all the lights are dim. And... Uh, when you walk into the dojo, you see Bloom on the other side of the room, on their knees, facing the back wall. What are you? What, what, what are you doing? So he's just on his knees, facing the back wall. Mm-hmm. And this okay. isn't like the dojo. This isn't like okay. in a yeah. Yeah. So and, and ju- just to be like clear, he is like facing away from me. Uh yes. Okay, I think he's gonna try to be stealthy and and kind of make his way over next to uh bloom okay um be, roll stealth 22 all right uh so what are you trying to do um i'm gonna stealth up like kind of closer up to bloom and kind of see right. what he's doing i'm gonna try to see what he's doing as well once i get a little closer um bloom is literally just sitting there facing the wall okay. oh, i mean it seems like they were like waiting on you okay does it look like he noticed me? Um, I mean, with a 22, I'll say no. Okay, got to. Um, about how close up do you think I could get? Uh, I say you can probably get within, like, striking distance. I don't know what you're okay. <laughs> planning yeah, on yeah. doing. Okay. I am going to sneak up behind him and then take a defensive stance. And I'll say, Master Bloom, it's interesting to see you here. It's perfect that this is what you chose to do. Uh, because as soon as you start talking and Bloom notices you, uh, he turns invisible. Oh, fuck me. And you can't see him anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. All right. Um, uh, shit. Okay. Um, I'm going to just take a defensive stance. All right. Um, so you, uh, you're taken aback by this and you take your defensive stance and then suddenly you feel a sharp steel press against your back. Oh, shit. Um, and they say, you're, you're not ready to learn this skill, but it's a uh, fun insight into what your future holds. Uh, so what they did was they used a skill that you would gain, uh, should you become a level 11, uh, way of shadow monk, oh, where shit. if they're in dim light, they can turn invisible. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, at least un- until they attack yeah. or do something. 
That's fucking sick. Um, and then they say, uh, well, something you can do now, however, uh, uh, actually, here, here's what we're going to do. Uh, and a shadow enters the room on the other side. And this uh, figure, the shadow on the other side of the room, begins chanting in a language that you can't quite understand. And as they chant, they are conjuring a fireball that's getting larger and larger by the second. What do you do? Um, I'm going to go ahead and sprint uh, kind of diagonally towards them. So kind of like, like not directly at them, but like at an angle where okay. I'm still running towards them. All right. It's just conjuring the spell and the fireball is getting bigger and bigger. Okay. Gotcha. The, the, this figure literally doesn't respond to anything you're doing. It is okay. just vocally channeling a fireball. Okay. Um, I'm going to smack him with my staff. <laughs> All right, give me a roll. Okay. Ooh, nine plus six, 15. Uh, yeah, so you uh, smack at this figure and its form dissipates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about three seconds later, it reforms and starts channeling fireball again from the beginning, though. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. And then you hear Bloom from the other side of the room say, I thought... You were trying to move away from Way of the Fist. I mean, you're not even thinking about what we've been training this week. Mm. I'm going to, like, get behind the shadow. I'm assuming it's not not like an actual person. It's just kind of like a shadow figure kind of Correct, but it is conjuring a spell. Yeah, so I'm going to move to, to like, their blind spot. And I'm going to use two key points to cast silence now that's thinking like a shadow monk and you remember from your training this week that mm-hmm. uh silence uh makes spells that are casted verbally impossible to cast mm-hmm. uh while i don't uh in our campaign i don't make casters worry about like components and stuff because i mean that's boring for a podcast mm-hmm. i would say um Things like whether or not they're vo- verbal, yeah, can uh, we? I mean, if you uh, want to uh, check if a spell is being casted and you see a situation and you find out mm-hmm. that it's verbal, you can do this to stop that person from casting spells. Hell yeah! Bloom comes up to you and he uh, he says, "Now there's a lot of ways that to take advantage of our abilities. For instance, like you just did, I." Uh, I learned blind fighting as a way to take advantage of other people's weakness. If I cast darkness, mm-hmm. um, your uh, master Yomi had a uh, devil sight and could see through the darkness. There's so many creative ways to take advantage of our capabilities. And I'm, I'm sure you'll figure out your own version of wh- whatever we can do on your journeys. Master Bloom, it was a pleasure learning from you, and I can't thank you enough. You know, I I came to this place, you know, so down on myself, and, you know, all I really want to do is, you know, protect my brothers and find our parents. Well, I I, I think you're uh, on, on, on the right track.
So, Alani, you spent uh, a significant amount of your time in Thandor getting to know Dahlia and her friends after that exchange. Like, Oh, yeah, this seems like my kind of place. Yeah, you found all of them to be incredibly pleasant and welcoming and just kind of like very, just very hospitable. You also uh, start learning from her and her friends. Uh, h- however, something she learns from you pretty quickly as you've spent time together mm-hmm. is she learns uh, of your struggle with your new elemental powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she introduces you to her friend, Andrea. Um, Andrea is a sorceress uh, who's gone through a similar thing in the past. And uh, she, uh, uh, Dundai is convinced that Andrea might be able to help you at least better understand, maybe even gain a little bit of control of your powers uh, if you're interested. Oh, no, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Dundai uh, leads you to Andrea's, um, her office. I mean, more or less an office. I wanted to say dojo, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> a sorceress wouldn't have a dojo. What would you call, like, a, like her her magic house? You, uh, you walk in and you see this human sorceress woman uh, sitting in front of you, and she's wearing a cloak, and she's jeweled, and she has a staff. And she greets you, Ah, Alandi, it's nice to meet you. Uh, Dundai was telling me you'd be coming by. Uh, yes, I've met her. She's quite lovely. I was, uh, I was told that you might be able to help me with my uh, newfound abilities. Uh, yeah, why, why don't you tell me what's going on? So, I would basically explain that I've been able to summon like the cha- chaotic energy and recently I was able to manifest it with that chaos bolt thing where I throw yeah. it and then a random effect. But then even more recently, whenever I got extremely angry, um, I was able then to summon uh, like these fire elemental daggers from the chaos. So like I was actually able to manifest mm-hmm a specific element instead of just throwing randomness at people. I want to see if I can get better at, cause so far I've only really been able to do yeah. it under like extreme duress kind of situations. So, so here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I, I, I am what you would call a, uh, a chaos sorcerer. So, I mean, I, I think that it makes sense that Dundai would you have sound my like way. you are exactly who I'm looking for. <laughs> it's it's funny how that works out, right? Um, so, chaos magic is a, a, a tricky bitch, if you will. Um, by by its nature, it can it, it can only be controlled so much. I mean, it is literally channeling chaos. But I I, th- I think I can help you. Um, so. The way I've thought of trying to do this, we're still only seven episodes into the podcast, so I don't want to just give you yeah. control over these powers. Yeah. Uh, but I did think of what I think will be an interesting mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, so chaos magic is dangerous. By its nature, it cannot be controlled completely. But try, trying to harness a specificity can cause potentially dangerous results or, or potentially good ones, I guess. Um, I, I think I can help you to gain a little bit more control over a certain aspect of your, your chaos powers, but it could have potentially uh, questionable 
downsides. Um, and so the way, the way that I want this to work mm-hmm. is I want to give you the option mm-hmm. when you cast Chaos Bolt, mm-hmm. uh, or if you're, uh, I guess it doesn't have to specifically be Chaos Bolt, but so whenever you cast Chaos Bolt, you roll a D8 and you yeah. know whatever you get is what uh, element it is. Yeah. Um, so I want to give you the option. My my gut was to just do fire, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give you the option to pick one of those mm-hmm. and be able to cast that specifically if you want. So basically you would have the choice to cast Chaos Bolt as fire or you can roll to try to get one of the other ones. Okay. But there will be a hiccup. So you two have uh, spent a few uh, a few days... Uh, sparring and she's teaching you how to channel chaos uh, chaos bolt in a specific way to achieve a certain outcome and she says to you okay uh, shoot shoot a cha- shoot me a, shoot me a chaos bolt G- give me some force give it to me I'm ready I'm gonna fall <laughs> it's gonna be 16 plus my other stuff so it'll be I think it'll be cool. over 20 that hits yeah so okay. uh you cast uh chaos bolt and f- for the, for the first time you purposefully cast a force chaos bolt you didn't have to roll you didn't have like you were able to do what you intended to do um and she says okay well that that was uh that was great alandi uh now uh cast one at me just normally i have a quick clarification thing yes game mechanics wise i'm not able to cast chaos bolt more than once a day um w- let's figure that out later for this training yeah. session we'll let's just, pretend okay. you can yeah. cast it multiple times a day. Right. fuck 18 i'm rolling really hot all right um now n- normally you would roll a d8 roll me a d10 okay a, a 10 a 10 okay I explode and die. <laughs> so we're going to have to figure out exactly how this works yeah. uh, mechanic-wise, but I am doing some bullshit that I made up myself because I think it's fun. Good. So she so she explains <laughs> You she just explained described to you, all of D&D. Some bullshit yeah. I made up myself because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so she explains to you that chaos magic, like, like she explained, chaos magic is dangerous and it is random. So by giving you control... Being able to purposefully cast force damage, you are then sacrificing another aspect of control. Um, and when you roll a ten, I pee myself. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm sorry. You uh, actually you turn into a potted plant until the start of your next turn. Uh, while a plant, while a plant, you are incapacitated and have vulnerability to all damage. If you drop to zero hit points, your pot breaks and your form reverts. Oh god. <laughs> so uh so so what's happening is uh by gaining control of a certain element, you're losing control, and if you roll a nine or a ten, uh-huh. uh then I'm rolling onto this modified version of the wild magic table. Oh, that's fun. Um, it is modified. I'm modifying it because I don't want to force you to go bald or age 15 years yeah so like kind of you i don't want to make character decisions for you like that 
Uh, All right, can we just uh, very quickly just play Alande? <laughs> just uh huh. <laughs> as soon as uh, he stops being a fun man. <laughs> 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 He's looking she, at his hands. She, she goes. She goes. Ah, I was, I, I was worried this would happen. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I would have warned you, but it wouldn't have I'm been. I'm sorry. You were worried I would turn into a potted plant. That's a very specific well, worry. <laughs> well, I guess maybe not that specifically, but it is one of the, the more hilarious outcomes that I've seen happen. And she's I, laughing to herself because it's hilarious. I, I, I'm I'm checking myself for chlorophyll right now. What? I feel like you didn't explain something, or I missed it. Well, well, that's why we're doing this. So ba- basically, you have some control and you lose some control. That's the nature of chaos magic, baby. <laughs> does, she, does she finger guns away? Just into the oh, shadows. she finger she finger guns the hell out of you. <laughs> When the three of you entered Thandor, you were greeted as welcome guests. King Otto put you up in lavish rooms and even threw you a feast. And Bon, you can't quite place it. There's been this bizarre energy coming from Dahlia, the king's right hand. Her attention seemed fixed on you since you first showed up. And what's more, you've been having dreams. It's like she's been speaking to you, but it's broken. Like a dream you can't remember the beginning of. You can only pick out certain words. Enlightenment. Ignorance. The moment. And darkness. And like you just can't. And none of it makes sense. You you can't. You can tell there's something being said to you. You just can't yeah. piece it all together. And we've. We've only met Dahlia in passing. Like I haven't had like a Correct. full conversation with this person. Okay. The, the whole group of you. Um, are sitting at, in a dining hall or in the dining hall um, with, along with the king and Dahlia and Pharrell um, and a few other people. Is Garen okay? The guy we saved? Garen? Gareth? Oh, Gareth. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, is he all right? Yeah, he's okay. Okay, good, good, good. Um, but all, uh, all of you, uh, actually, uh, Gareth and Pharrell are sitting next to each other at this table. There, there's lots of people invited to this feast. Um, and there's mm. loud. I'm definitely going to sit with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of just conversation going on and it's loud. And then all of mm. a sudden for you, the room goes silent and you look around and you, you can tell that not, this doesn't seem to be the case for everyone else. Uh, then you start to hear whispers, um, and I need you to roll a wisdom check uh, with advantage because of Sarah's wisdom. Sarah, is that right? Yes. Okay. Sarah definitely need that. In. Yeah, it was, it was Sarah's okay. wisdom. Yes. So that is twelve plus five with that advantage roll. That's seventeen. Sweet. Okay. Um, so the first roll was a five. You you focus your mind and you're able now to make out what you feel like has been being spoken to you. And um, you, you notice uh, Dahlia, her eyes are locked on you, and you hear, the path to enlightenment is clear. It is our ignorance that is keeping us from seeing. The moment I laid eyes on you, I knew a darkness looms over you. 
You've seen it. Whether you knew it, I cannot say, but you have seen it. If you seek answers, come to my quarters this evening. And all of a sudden, you can hear everyone again uh, uproariously uh, enjoying each other's company. And uh, everyone else is none the wiser to whatever you are experiencing. I think I just kind of like shake my head and kind of come back to And I'm looking at Gareth and Pharrell talking or whatever. Hey, uh, Gareth. I don't remember Gareth's voice. Uh, yeah, what's up? Uh, hmm, you healed. Your voice sounds different. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was just, that was just my uh, pained voice. Wounded voice. Uh, I don't remember what he sounded could you, like. Uh, would you be able to... I think it was just like a generic kind of like like calm, nightly voice. Like a little, little proper, but not quite. Okay. <laughs> cool. Would you... Uh, hmm... If this is too much, please feel free to say no. But would you accompany me, not to where I'm going, but to kind of just keep an eye out? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, what can I do for you? I'm, uh, I was requested w- for a meeting with... Are you uh, waiting till the end of the, uh, feast for this, or are you doing this right now? I figure, I figure, yeah, we would, be, we would just mingle. We can mingle here, but I'm going, uh, I have a meeting with Dahlia and... I don't know. Something just seems off. I'd like a little extra eyes outside of the prize, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I can uh, come with you. Po- uh, at the end of this dinner, uh, you and Gareth walk. Uh, Gareth really more or less leads you to Dahlia's chambers. Uh, do you want him to stay outside or come just with stay you? Stay outside, okay. yeah. No, no, no. Stay outside, yeah. If you could just wait outside the door, and if anything sounds a little amiss or iffy... Hmm, maybe we should have a code word. <laughs> if you hear me say chrysanthemum a lot, that means I'm about to die. I feel like if you said chrysanthemum to me, I would have assumed you were about to die anyway. But sure yeah, thing, it's I'll, a weird I'll, word. I'll, I'll hang out out here. Um, All right. And I kind of give him a like, tap on the shoulder and I knock. Yeah, so uh, this place uh, is relatively unoccupied. There's no guards. There's no like mm-hmm. fanfare. Um, and would you say it's like farther out from like the main sort of area where we were doing like the feasting and things? Yes. Um, and okay, in fact, okay. Pharrell had invited, uh, you to, uh, a bit of an after party that they were throwing, but mm-hmm. you, I, you definitely felt that this was a more pressing matter. I for think you. we see, I, I think secretly I was like, I'm trying to bang Gareth. <laughs> Just give me like a few. Cool. Uh, but, uh, you, uh, arrive at Dahlia's room and. Uh, so it's not actually a door. It's uh, like uh, oh, it's it's like curtains that like cover the doorway. <laughs> you know, like uh, he just knocks on the <laughs> fabric and just kind of pushes his way in. Excuse me, hello. Uh, He's, uh, you 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 just get the vibe that you're welcome. Uh, okay. It feel like the the room feels like yes. that. Okay, that's it. Even with that being a welcoming thing, it's something about it's a little creepy. For sure, it's I, it's, it's, a it's a little creepy. I, I, it's a little fair. creepy. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but you you walk in, and Dolly's room is pretty much as you would have expected. Uh, there's various intriguing items strewn about. Uh, there's tomes piled on the desks, and a small table at the center uh, with no chairs. Uh, and Dahlia sits at this table, cross-legged on the floor, um, and she notices you and stands up, but says nothing. She just uh, walks over to you and places a hand on your forehead. Suddenly, 
Um, you, you have a vision. Uh, <laughs> it's the same vision you had in the Den of Tiny Thieves. Three cloaked figures huddling around the Acolyte of the Tide. They notice you, and the vision ends. Uh, and f- oh, she- finally, she speaks to you. She says, Bon... <laughs> Nope, that's not it. I like it. You yes, like no, it? breathy and good, like like very dramatic and breathy. Yes. Bon, you have a sort of scar, one that cannot be seen, and yet I noticed the moment I laid eyes on you. I want to help you. How, how did you do that? What? How do you know about that? What is this? Uh, I. Some consider me to be an, uh, an oracle. I. I want to help. Uh, I want to help you to see clearly. I, you know, a lot, a lot. That was a lot, is what I'll say first and foremost. That was so much. You've been sending me cryptic dreams. You just made me have a vision of a very traumatic moment in my life, and you want to help me. I First I of needed all, to, what is that? Who are they? I needed to make sure that you have the capability to see clearly. I was sending you these messages and I needed to know that you could interpret them. Mm. Otherwise, you may have been beyond my help. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't mean to uh, be cruel with my words, but I I needed to know that you were prepared. And that all depends on what that entails. Who are those robed figures? Why did they come to me and not my brothers. I don't know that I possess the knowledge to answer your questions, but what I do believe I could do is train you and potentially give you the ability to delve further yourself. You see, um, visions can be both a blessing and a curse. Uh, and I, I wish this weren't the case, but I can neither tell you whether or not you caused this vision or if someone else wanted you to see what you did. But that, that, is, that is what I intend to help you find out. Will this endanger my brothers in any way if I continue down this path of knowledge that we both know nothing about but you seem to know more about? Um, not in and of itself. Um... The pursuit of knowledge always uh, lends to a potential danger um, just in and of itself. The quest to know more is so enticing. Many people do become lost in this, so I cannot say no completely. I think I'll do it, but I reserve the right to pull the cord on this and the second it gets hairy um so you and uh dahlia uh basically spend near a whole week exploring uh visions and mental capacities and she it you relatively quickly this like sketchy vibe you got from her at first Mm -hmm. starts to go away as you see that she is well-intentioned in if a bit terrifying. If, if, yeah, I mean, I mean, she is a mystic. She is an oracle. Like, this is mm-hmm. kind of an intimidating person. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you quickly learn that, like, 
the king has her as uh, as his right hand for a reason. She is incredibly mm-hmm. powerful. So uh, through this week, she would. Is it like yeah strenuous to do this for Bond? Would you say this is like yeah this a new I, I sort think, of training almost? I think this is an emotionally and even spiritually mentally and mentally taxing week. Yeah, but you the more time you spend with her working on this the more you kind of are able to tell like this is important like mm-hmm. uh especially because no, yeah, I, I think you would that that vision you had was i mean i don't mean to speak for you but it was like no, it was keeping you up at, it was keeping you up at night i mean no this is definitely something that like yeah affected him because like he didn't know if it was like stress related because he was freaking out and having like his like moment with him and his revenge plot yeah you know i feel like he's definitely like through all of this having to relive that it's like a weird therapy almost yeah so uh throughout this week she would uh your training sessions basically looked like she would induce a vision in you and you would attempt to gain control over it uh and it, it took a while but you started to get the hang of it um she says to you bon the the last thing you must know is this the being that causes this vision is ultimately in control if you caused this vision whether intentionally or not then you can gain full control however if someone else gives you this vision the best you can do is escape unless that being allowed you to gain control uh, and suddenly you're having a vision. Um, you're standing in front of a fountain and you could hear someone doing something behind you, uh, but you can't turn around. You, you feel like you did in that vision before where you can see what's happening, but you have no ability to move and no ability to interact. Um, uh, give me a wisdom check once again with advantage because of Sarah's will. Thank God. Okay. Okay. That is a 22. A 22? 17 plus 5. So uh, you uh, you try your hardest to gain control and you immediately wake up. The vision ends. And she says to you, you see, you were able to take control, but the vision ended. The vision only ended because I did not allow you control. You are able to come out of this. Uh, let, let, let's let's do it again. And suddenly you're having a vision again. You're in front of this fountain. And you're unable to move. Uh, roll me again. Okay. That's the first one. And then... Ooh. That is 24. This time you, uh, you take control. Only you don't wake up. You... Feel like you have the freedom. Uh, wh- what do you do in this vision? I don't fully turn, but I turn my head and kind of look out of my periphery at whatever I can see to try and not make whatever it is aware that I am conscious. Okay. Um, so you, uh, why don't you roll stealth with disadvantage? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I wouldn't have that much control because that's the whole point. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> that is eight and eight. <laughs> so uh, you turn around, 
you try to I'm be definitely sneaky. straining really yeah hard. you're trying to <laughs> you're trying to be sneaky with it but as you slowly turn to uh see what's going on behind you dahlia is standing there directly in your face and once again she touches your forehead and you wake up and you fall backwards having taken 16 psychic damage oh shit <laughs> and she says to you i'm sorry bon uh perhaps while perhaps cruel this was i thought the best way to display the danger of what we're doing um and she heals you back to full um mm-hmm. she says i allowed you control which is great for you you're free to explore deeper into what you're seeing and what's happening but you're vulnerable there are only two reasons you'd be allowed control ignorance and well a trap um it is possible the being that casted this vision didn't know how to keep you out of it but it is quite the risk to attempt control she says i i want you to take control of this vision uh i'll come with you it is risky i can come with you into this vision um i should be able to protect you from most things if they go awry but i i feel that this vision you had is too important to just ignore um i don't know why uh i just know it is I think Bon like kind of sits up and wipes the blood from his nose from the second thing that she just <laughs> took, and is just like, "No, I I want to do it. You want to do it? I want to I want to learn how to control this. I want to I want to do it." Okay, so uh, again, he kind of yeah. like sits in the position the, in front of her. Yeah, the two of you it. sit in front of each other, cross-legged, and. You, uh, she holds her hands out like she has whenever you've entered visions together, and you grab her hands, and you two close your eyes, and suddenly you're in that space again. In front of you is uh, the three cloaked figures sitting above that dead acolyte of the tide, and to your right is Dahlia. Give me a wisdom check. All right, that was another 24. That was 18 plus 5. You realize that you have some control, and um, I don't imagine you move. I think you, uh, as you gain control, it's it's almost like uh, whenever, before, you know how, like, whenever you, like, like unfocus your eyes? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like your eyes focus, except, like, in your head. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I, no, I get what you mean. The like where it's like blurry, yeah. and then it goes to a more clear picture as you like. Yeah, and yeah. you yes. realize that you can hear these three beings speaking. Now that you've gained some control, um, you they're whispering, and you hear, "I told you we couldn't trust him to get this done." And then you hear another one say, "And now they have the map. We cannot allow them to find what is hidden." And then you hear the third one. We have not before, nor will we in the future fail. Our purpose is righteous. Uh, Roll me a perception check. Okay. That is 9 plus 3, 12. You notice uh, that Dahlia has not moved or uh, anything. uh, And you look over at her. And you see a 
something you haven't seen. You've entered visions together before, and you just see a uh, slightly uh, dreamy version of her figure whenever you both enter into a, a vision together. But you look over and you see a cloudy black outline around her, and you're not sure what that is, but it almost seems like uh, she's frozen. Uh, she's here with you, but she seems frozen, and you look back over at the three figures, and they are now all looking at you, and then you wake up, and you look over at uh, where Dahlia was holding your hands, and she is on her back unconscious. <laughs>